Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Nova and 
the like showing up there. It sounds like it's going to be – they're saying it's a stark contrast from the powers of the Avengers, so I think you're going to see more Squirrel Girl-like characters and fewer heavy hitters on the show. That's my speculation, of course. Uh, we don't know anything more yet. Freeform has also picked up Cloak and Dagger, so it looks like they're jumping headfirst into the Marvel pool. Uh, they have two shows coming up. Cloak and Dagger is going to be a much more serious, darker, and probably fitting for Freeform series. We'll see how New Warriors go, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Good Morning America is getting on board with Free Comic Book Day. Marvel Comics will be making a special appearance on the ABC Morning Show on Friday, May the 5th, to promote both Free Comic Book Day and their Secret Empire event. Big time publicity for Free Comic Book Day. Uh, awesome for Marvel, of course. Uh, don't have to draw the line too to see where that came from. ABC, uh, A Good Morning America, and Marvel Comics are both owned by Disney, and uh, Synergy is what they're all about. So it's really cool to see that Disney is getting on board with Free Comic Book Day and helping promote the comic book aspect of Marvel. We know they're very much into the movies. So it's cool to see them helping out and getting involved in the comic book aspect. So look for Marvel on Good Morning America as they talk more about Secret Empire. And speaking of Secret Empire, boom, boom, boom. I feel like there should be a boom, boom, boom after Secret Empire. In a recent interview, Marvel's Vice President of Sales and Marketing, David Gabriel, has claimed after Secret Empire, Marvel will be putting to bed the quote-unquote big crossover event for at least 18 months. Don't you believe it? Uh, we know that both Marvel and DC love their big crossover event. Um, the idea that they wouldn't be doing one for more than a year seems a little crazy. I, I think they may peel back on that. Um, unfortunately, I think many, many fans have got what they're calling event fatigue because we seem to be spinning from one event to another without so much as a, a chance to take in what's happened or for what has happened to actually take effect. Things move so quickly that uh, they mean almost nothing with people dying, coming back to life, turning evil, becoming good again, being replaced, being unreplaced. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. All right. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have been hired to write, direct, and produce a live-action Invincible film for Universal Pictures. If you don't know who Invincible is, it is an image comic book series created by Robert Kirkman, the same guy who created The Walking Dead, and is a long-standing image title that will be ending very soon, actually. Um, they're wrapping up. They're in the final story arc, the year-long arc called The End of All Things. Uh, Invincible is a really awesome concept. I really enjoyed it. It's the idea of a young teenager named Mark Grayson who finds out his dad is not only a Superman-type character in the world, but he's also inherited the powers um, of his father. And uh, there is some really crazy twists and turns along the way. It is really a graphic, um, violent comic book at times. So it'll be interesting to see if they work that into it or there's easily ways to make it a little more mainstream, but one of the things the book is known for is its full-on battles um, and lots of twists and turns. I think uh, the first six issues would make an excellent movie. 
and then you have 200-some left to choose from. So if it works out well, we may see more Invincible movies in the future. Uh, I'm excited because I really did enjoy, especially the early years of Invincible. Uh, I've got a long-standing love-hate relationship with some of the stuff that happens in Invincible, but I have been reading from the start, and uh, I have been following up on the end. So we'll see where everything goes. And uh, congratulations to Kirkman for getting another one of his properties out there, this time in a movie. And I think with the powers and the characters of Invincible, a movie would work much better than, a, say, a TV series like The Walking Dead uh, would work for Invincible, I mean. So one more bit of news. Uh, lots of Marvel news this week, and we're finishing out with Marvel, practically founder, Stan Lee. Um, I know he's not the founder. Don't get all uppity. Uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher from Star Wars, and of course Mark Hamill has done so many other comic book-related voices as the Joker, will be honored by being inducted into the Disney Legends Hall of Fame uh, during the D23 Expo this July. Congratulations to them. There's some in there with a lot of other great company, including Oprah Winfrey. So very cool that you know Marvel continues to grow and become an important part of the Disney family, which just gives us more content to take in and digest. So that's awesome for everybody. And that is the news for this. So that's it. Almost a slow news week. We had some interesting things going on, but that's about it. We're going to take our commercial break for the show, and when we come back, Little Meggie's going to be here with Little Meggie's Pony Roundup, and she's ready to tell us about My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 23, and the debut of The Pegasus. So we'll be back in about three minutes or so. Hang tight. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. 
Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to TeddyScares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right. Howdy, heroes. Welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven entertainment radio network make sure you tune in all week long to our great shows all around the totally driven radio network land including the mojo sports show the flagship totally driven entertainment and of course mavericks comic roundup every sunday morning at nine so i do thank you for tuning in and now we've got a special treat for you all we have coming back to the show for the first time in a while is my lovely daughter megan who is a big My Little Pony fan. And she... Are you there? Howdy, Megan. Hi. How are you this morning? I'm good. All right. And you are here to talk My Little Pony comics. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. So you've been telling me all about My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 23. Mm Mm-hmm. So the main thing about this is something called the Pegasus. The Pegasus. Now, we mentioned the Pegasus. I've been telling everybody on the Internet about the Pegasus. What is the Pegasus? Um, the Pegasus is like a pig, but then it's half um, Pegasus. It's half pig, half Pegasus. Half pig, half Pegasus. So it's literally a flying pig. Yeah, pretty much. All right, and how does the Pegasus come into Ponyland? Is there a Pegasus land that we don't know about? Um, actually, it's not in Ponyville. It's in like the woods, because in the main story of it, Fluttershy and Applejack are going camping. Okay. Yeah. So they go camping and they find a Pegasus, and then what happens? Um, so they don't find it. Actually, there's, like, a convention about it where it was, you, everyone tries to find it. Okay, so like an urban legend? Yeah, pretty much. But it's actually real. Oh. And okay. In the beginning, they, Applejack and Fluttershy don't believe it, so it flies into their tent. <laughs> it flies into their tent? Yeah. That's and then starts eating all their food. Oh, no. Yeah. So then what happens? 
So Applejack tries to tell them that it's not real and they should give up looking for it, but they don't believe them. And she also tries saying that it belongs there in the forest, thinks it belongs in a museum. Oh, no. Why would it belong in a museum? Because I think it's because, like, it's very magical and mystical. Oh, okay. It's a blue-flying cake, though. Yeah. Right. Which gives all new meaning to the saying, when pigs fly. Because, you know, now they do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But then, there's also this person who is big liar. Named oh, no. Nessie, I think. Named who? I think her name is... No, Nosy. Her name is Nosy. Nosy. The big liar named Nosy. Hmm. How appropriate. Yeah. And what's, what's Nosy's part in all this? Um, she's trying to lie to everyone and say it's real, when she really doesn't know it's real. Okay. So if it wasn't real, then they would just be looking for a lie. Okay. So she's just trying to throw people uh, off the fence, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because right. she's a news reporter, so. Ah, so she wants the story for herself. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. So what happens with our, our friend, the Pegasus? Um, so, by the end of the story, Fluttershy actually tricks them, tricks everyone, by flying around in her, in her blue sleeping bag. So everyone thinks she's the Pegasus. But then they figure out she was, um, that Nosy was lying the whole time. Uh oh. Then what happened? Um, then everyone was saying some crazy things like she faked the Pegasus picture and she belongs in the museum. Weird. Oh. That is kind of weird. That sounds mm-hmm. crazy. Mm hmm. And by the end, they just. Everyone starts chasing Nosy, and then they have their lovely camping trip. <laughs> now, does Nosy get to come along on the camping trip, or they just get rid of Nosy for causing trouble? Um, pretty much people just chase her out of the woods. Okay. And what about our friend, the Pegasus? He gets, he gets to, to stay camping? in his home. He stays in his home. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, and well. So, do you think we're going to see the Pegasus again? Do you think that's something they're going to have hanging um, out? I don't know. Because usually with this, with these, they don't match up to the actual story. So, like it okay. was much. It was a few months after the after um the books actually realized. Oh wait, the CMC have their candy locks. Okay. So the comic books are, are a little behind the times as far as the TV show goes. Yeah. So we haven't necessarily seen the Pegasus on TV? No. Not yet. Uh, would you like to see the Pegasus on TV? Yeah, I do. I want to see how yeah. they would do that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you like about this comic? Is there anything? Um... 
Well, I love that in Star Two of my I love that the main two ponies were um two of my favorites. Fluttershy and Applejack. That's right. Fluttershy being uh, the shy one that you really, really like. Yeah. She's so cute. And Applejack's Applejack's the cowgirl. She's a yeah. little sassy and upbeat. Mm-hmm. We like cowgirls on this show. <laughs> yeah. Does the Pegasus make a lot of trouble for people, or is it just kind of doing its thing and getting chased? Um, it's kind of doing its thing. It's well, it kind of makes a little trouble by you know eating their food and then um messing messing around with women and string and books that they just happen to have in backpacks. Oh, cool. Just a little bit, but mostly just living this Pegasus life, Mm -hmm. flying around. And one of the cutest scenes in this whole little thing is when Fluttershy's cuddling with the Pegasus in her sleeping bag. Aww. (laughs) That's so cute. It's really lucky that they have Fluttershy because she loves animals and she can speak to them and understand them. Oh, so that does help. Someone who really loves mm-hmm. animals and takes care of them. Which is one of the yeah. reasons why you like Fluttershy. Yeah. You like animals. Yeah. Aww. And then another cute one is when the pig, the Pegasus is wearing Applejack's hat. Oh, my. So now that's a flying pig in a cowgirl hat. Yep, pretty much. I can dig that. That should be its own comic book series. <laughs> the Adventures of Cowgirl Pegasus. Yeah. Oink. <laughs> that would be funny. But maybe we'll see more of the Pegasus, and maybe we'll see Pegasus on the show. That would be cool. So, yeah. That was French, My Little Pony's French Level 23. That's it. What an mm-hmm. awesome review that was. Thank you. Thanks. Of course. And if you want to check it out yourself, My Little Pony Friends Forever is available at your local comic store. They run about three ninety nine an issue and are put out by IDW Comics. Megan, thank you for calling in this morning. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. Great. And she- Bye-bye. She always brings us such awesome stuff. She brought us cheese sandwich, and now she brings us the Pegasus. So, a lot of fun. If you got a little one who loves My Little Pony, uh, the, the animated series, or, you know, just loves fun, cute comics about talking rainbow-colored animals, including a Pegasus now, check out the My Little Pony, very popular My Little Pony line of comics from IDW. Uh, very popular all-ages title. They do a great job with that book. Uh, they just branched into another a new one, which we'll have Megan back to talk about very soon. And, um, yeah, more pony stuff. You guys seem to like the pony stuff. I always get great feedback on the My Little Ponies, uh, and especially the Pegasus. And Cheese Sandwich was a, become a cold icon here on Maverick's Comic Roundup. I get lots of comments about him. So. That's it for the ponies. Yeah. And now it's time for the six-shooter. Just a reminder, The Six Shooter is six comics that I have read this week and feel like sharing with you. 
They're my picks of things you may want to check out, things you may have never seen before or heard before, or just popular things that I uh, was able to read and share with you. They are not necessarily what I consider the best comics out this week, but they are my picks that I wanted to share with you. This week, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. My number one pick for the six-shooter is Harley Quinn number 17. Now, the main story, we talked a little bit about the backup. Harley Quinn creator is the big news here. Uh, Harley Quinn creator Paul Dini backed writing Harley Quinn uh, in a really fun backup feature that features you know, Harley and the Joker back in the classic, the ways I liked Harley and the Joker uh, when I was introduced to them. Uh, great character. Um, very funny, plucky side relief, but she's grown into much more of a confident self uh, She's now a leader. She's got her own group of people that uh, she looks after, and she's become a bit of an anti-hero, even though she's still kind of a nut job. But it's interesting to see the growth of the character. But it's also fun to look back at the animated-esque version of Hannah, or Hannah, who's Hannah, of Harley. And it's nice to see, and I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, like I said, I imagine this is going somewhere, because they've been teasing Joker stuff in this series for a while, even though they're very much far apart and in very different places in the world. The main feature, however, features Harley investigating a bunch of homeless people disappearing all over town. And I thought it's one of those things with Harley Quinn, you never know where it's coming. And when I first started reading it, I'm like, oh, they're going to do the vampire thing. And they so didn't do the vampire thing. They went a little different with it. And uh, it's a very different kind of uh, villainous group that Harley's looking after, or going after, I should say. And... um it's definitely one of those fun, uh, over-the-top Harley Quinn books. So it's a great book altogether. You get a great backup feature featuring uh, you know, the creator, Paul Dini. And then the main story by uh, Palmiati and Connor have been phenomenal. Uh, it's really becoming a fun series. Uh, I enjoy it so much more than I thought I would. Um, but when they keep doing these crazy over-the-top things, it's definitely fun to check out. So if you're a Harley fan, definitely check it out. If you're a Batman the Animated Series fan, definitely pick it up as well. But Harley Quinn, seventeen two ninety nine from DC Comics on sale this past Wednesday. The number two on my six-shooter this week, uh, the second book, I should say, Faith, number 10 from Valiant Comics. I almost always include Faith. This is really a comic that everybody should be reading. It is really just a fun. It is everything comic books are meant to be, I think. Uh, and it, it just changes, uh, takes the comic medium and kind of puts it on its ears. Um, they do things very differently. That you know, Obviously, the, the lead character is not your typical comic book character. She's a comic book fan. She's got a very normal uh, <laughs> outlook on life and a normal build. She's not built like a female bodybuilder or you know, like a pinup model. And it's always a great series, and they always do things in a unique way. And, of course, this one, the forming of the Faithless. Faith's recent foes have all joined together in a typical comic book trope, but, of course, it's done in its own fun way. And uh, once you see these villains together, it's actually quite interesting because they're such an erratic group of villains. Um, should be for a really fun storyline going forward. So Faith number 10 is $3.99 from Valiant Comics. Check it out. Uh, can't give this one enough good press. I really enjoy it. The third book 
in the six-shooter is the Star Wars story Rogue One movie adaption comic. I I love what Marvel has been doing with the Star Wars books. I'm reading them all regularly. And this is, of course, the adaption of the recently released on DVD and digital Star Wars or Rogue One, a Star Wars story. They're doing the tie-in. Um, artwork is excellent. They capture the characters great. Uh, the moodiness of the comic uh, it begins, obviously, with the beginning of the movie where you get introduced to some characters. There's also a few things, since it's based on the screenplay, that you know uh, are in there that may not have necessarily made it into the main film, as is always the case with these adaptions. And if you're a Star Wars fan and a Rogue One fan, you can pick it up. Check out. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice adaption. They always do a great job with these. Um, got a great cover too. I got to say that. Uh, kind of a movie poster esque. Who was it? Phil Noto did the cover, and uh, I actually just happened to be holding it here in front of me. So that is a Rogue One, or Rogue One, a Star Wars story comic book adaption, four ninety nine from Marvel Comics. Available right this very minute if you can happen into your local comic store. Uh, check it out if you enjoy the movie or you enjoy Star Wars. The next one on the six shooter. You know, I should get a cool sound effect for the six shooter as I introduce these. I'll have to look for that. That would be fun. I know, the things I just randomly blurt out on the air. Champions number seven. The champions are back. Uh, this is really an interesting title. Mark Wade does such a great job uh, coming up with interesting concepts and ideas, and The Champions is one of his better ones because it's something that I think has been criticized a lot in modern comics is that the superheroes aren't actually out helping people, uh, and The Champions is the antithesis of that. Their whole goal is to go out and help people and not just punch things in the face. And uh, it, it, that is also is the main struggle of the book is they try to change both uh, – the people's perception of of how the superheroes in the Marvel Universe are, as well as, uh, I think, um, how a super team is supposed to be formed and behaved. And you have a lot of their new teen heroes. A lot of them are quote-unquote replacement heroes, but um, they're all trying to find their place in the world and doing it together, which always, for me, has been an interesting read. I love books like the Teen Titans and, and things like that, and now the Champions, where these guys are trying to figure it all out. And uh, they hit a major stumbling block uh, in the most recent story arc as they come across a, a group of essentially paid mercenaries called the Freelancers um, who go about spoiling their name. And it just goes to show you how quickly the tide of public opinion can turn, especially in the digital age. Uh, they're, kind of, they're framed for uh, beating up some homeless people, the champions are, uh, by the Freelancers, and it's their reaction to it, how they deal with the situation and try to recoup their good name and how quickly people turn on them without any kind of real proof or backup. Um, the the knee-jerk reaction of the, the world today, um, where you don't necessarily need the facts uh, to have a good story, and people will jump on it, uh, which is a very true thing. And uh, that's played well here. I think Champions continues to be one of Marvel's strongest titles. I wasn't sure about it. There were some characters I kind of dug, but... Um, some I didn't know about, and it's been really interesting to see uh, as a whole this, this team progress and this book progress. And, of course, they have to come up with a clever way around it. Um, 
and uh, just when they thought they were out of the woods, they get another curveball, which has been the fun part of this series overall. There's been a couple glitches, but overall, Champions is one of uh, Marvel's best series, and I hope it's able to continue to grow organically and doesn't get thrusted into a lot of the Marvel craziness that, that, that a lot of young titles suffer because they're not allowed to grow because there has to be um, this giant crossover machine fed. So Champions number seven, three ninety nine from Marvel Comics. You get to see the gang uh, trying to clear their good name. And that's also available right now. My fifth book is actually one of the biggest uh, books this week. A lot of press behind this one. X-Men Gold number one. Uh, part of the resurrection kickoff, the, the rebooting essentially of the X-Men universe. They're trying to bring them back to prominence and bring them back to what made them great. Um, if you've been an X-Men fan for the last couple of years, you know it's been a rough ride. Everything is so dark and morose and just one giant mega thing after another and and characters just blatantly being obliterated, killed off, or just stripped of everything that made them great. Uh, Marvel fans have spoken up, and now we're back. We have Resurrection, and they're promising a, a return to greatness. Uh, the two key books off of that, we talked about X-Men Prime. If you were able to listen to some of the show last week, we had all these issues. Um, kind of introduced the world. X-Men Prime came in, uh, set the table, and this is the first of the two books, the two team books, Blue and Gold. And this, of course, is X-Men Gold. Uh, and honestly, of the two books that came out, I was more interested in the X-Men Blue title. And that comes out next week. Um uh, because I'm a big fan of the original X-Men and uh, the fact that they brought the younger X-Men in, uh, I thought was an interesting tale uh, to see how they react to the world and how their doppelgangers, their older versions, and might be alternate universe versions now as we're discovering, act. But X-Men Gold had some heavy hitter fan favorites because you got Kitty Pride, Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler, and, and they also have on the team... They're calling her Prestige now, but uh, she's also been a Phoenix and, and Marvel Girl. You were talking about uh, Rachel Gray. And Old Man Logan, uh, who's uh, in this one because the regular Wolverine apparently is still encased in metal somewhere. So it was a heavy-hitting fan-favorite team. I, I was curious to see what they would do with it, um, but I wasn't all that excited about it because – like I said, I'm more of a fan of the original X-Men, but this was a really good first book. You, know, you get to see them set the table. You see what things going on. It's very much a classic X-Men book in every sense of the word. It literally felt um, like a classic uh, reset of the table for the X-Men. And it's kind of weird, that, as I was thinking about it, that the X-Men have had so many reboots and relaunches and resets after events that you have what is a classic resetting of the table feel. Um and hopefully you understand what I mean by that, but it definitely felt like the beginning of an X-Men series, uh, a classic X-Men series. You got to see them play some some softball, which was a Charles Xavier to, to mainstay when he was in charge. They did a lot of normal things like sports and <laughs> group activities just to make them feel comfortable at home. And Of course, you get into the, the adventure of the book, and you get to see some of the X-Men out there. And uh, interesting that Kitty Pride is, you know, the leader. She's come from the – I hope you – welcome to the X-Men Kitty Pride to leading the X-Men Kitty Pride. 
So that was interesting in her relationships as she tries to get back with the the team after a hiatus and all of those relationships. So X-Men Gold number one. It's four ninety nine from Marvel Comics. It's the kickoff of the X-Men Gold series. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I think uh, if you're a fan of the classic X-Men, you'll, you should get something out of it. Uh, like I said, there's a couple things that, you know, I'm not so sure to the old man Logan thing. I don't know why we just can't have Wolverine back as Wolverine. Uh, but that's a debate for a whole other time, and it seems to be a debate that's going all over the ex, uh, the comic book world. But that's not one we're going to have this week on this show. But if you want to check it out, it's available in comic book stores right this very minute. Check it out. And the sixth book, I was back and forth on the sixth book. Uh, really not one that jumped out at me and said, read me now, um, after I, I read a couple I decided on Batman number 20 from DC Comics because it's the wrap-up of the big I Am Bane series. And this one, it started out really strong, creating Bane as this over-the-top uh, villain that he once was, bringing him back into prominence. And this is the final part of that, that story arc, and it, it honestly, it, to me, was a bit of a miss. Uh, there were some big things I thought they could have done differently and, and ways they could have wrapped it up. Um, how they chose to wrap it up, however, was interesting. Uh, you get to see um, into the psyche of Bruce Wayne as he's battling Bane and, and uh, having uh, this literal near-death experience. And um, ultimately, even though Bane is Bane, Batman is Batman. And that's literally what it comes down to in this issue. Um, and really the most exciting part of it is now that I Am Bane is, is finished, we're getting ready for the two-part crossover with the Flash called The Button. And uh, so I don't know if they rushed past this to, to have a conclusion because of the hype around the button, but I, I think there was a few more character beats that they could have gotten into this one. Um, but it's still, if you were into that storyline, it wraps up here. Uh, it wraps up in a different, very different way than I think most people were expecting, definitely more than I was expecting. You know, Batman 20, 299 from DC Comics. Uh, there's been quite a bit of talk about the ending of Batman versus Bane and how he took him out. Um, I'll let you read it and decide for yourself, though. I just think that uh, it threw people for a loop with how they approached it. And sometimes storytelling, that's the important thing, is you do things in a way that people don't expect, as long as it's not gratuitous. And this one, uh, you know, I think they focused on the relationship with Batman and Bane as opposed to all of the subplots and things that we're carrying over. So that's this week's Six Shooter. Get out there to your local comic book stores and check out some of these books if you're interested, or pick out one of your own and let me know what you think of it. Always interested to hear what you guys are reading and into. Have some great conversations. And now... It's time for Maverick's Comic Roundup Secret Message for all you members of Maverick's Posse. Remember, kids, only members of Maverick's Posse can decode the secret message. Here is the current message. I-R-W-U-O-R-P-V-G-W-Y-F-O-O-H-V-G. B V. Don't worry, if you missed any of that message, you can go to mavericksgroundup.com. 
go to the secret code, and it's sitting right there for you to decode. Use your handy-dandy decoder to figure it out, and then email the decoded message to mav at mavericksroundup.com for your chance to win. I'll pick one correct entry each month, and they'll win this month's prize. So good luck with that, members. Decode the message and send it back. I'll pick one random winner. And this month's prize is a Funko Thor Pop from the most recent, or not the most recent, from a recent Marvel Collector's Core box that I actually talked about on the show here. Send your pictures to Mavericks Comic Roundup. Send your original artwork, comic strips, or comic book doodles to Mav at maverickscomicroundup.com. And I will feature them on my Facebook page and on the slideshow for this episode. I've been getting a couple in. They're showing up. I really enjoy what I've been getting. i got a couple more I've got to scan and put in there. Uh, Enjoying those. A couple people have been handing them to me, which is always exciting. For information on this show, my upcoming appearances, blog, and more, check out mavericksroundup.com. And you can follow me on social media at Instagram at Mavericks Roundup and on Facebook at Mavericks Comic Roundup. And now on Snapchat at Mavs Roundup. You can also read my weekly comic book reviews for the Totally Driven Entertainment Network by going to totallydriventv.com. For more of my comic book reviews, go to the Comic Universe Facebook page at Comic Universe on Facebook. You can also check out my recent commercial for the comic book universe or for comic universe that i did for uh, liberty all-star wrestling promotional tie-in that's been floating around uh, thanks for all the feedback on that and you can also follow my kids and st- family star wars podcast galactic clubhouse that i'm hosting with my daughters i heard little meggie on air today princess maria has been calling in with her dancers read dance class segment and soon we'll be having our own dedicated star wars show called galactic clubhouse And you can check us out at Galactic Clubhouse on Facebook and on Instagram. And some exciting news about that. Uh, We're not going to be on the air next week for Easter Sunday. However, we are going to be in Florida for Star Wars Celebration. And I will be doing a lot of things on the Instagram and Facebook for Galactic Clubhouse. We'll be doing a lot of on-site reviews and things like that. We're also going to talk about it at great length when Mavericks Comic Roundup returns on April the 23rd as we'll have pretty much a mini version of Galactic Clubhouse here on the show. Uh, both girls will be calling in talking about what we saw both at Hollywood Studios' as a Galactic Nights events that's tying into, as well as Star Wars Celebration and the news and experiences that we had there. So we're really excited to do that. We can't wait. Um, hopefully you guys will follow along and check out what we're doing. Um, and it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing for us, so we're really, really excited. Uh, and it's uh, how we're spending our spring break. So and that looks like all the show we have. I think I covered everything, and we still managed to get done in 45 minutes. Not sure what happened there. So I do thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out all of the great shows here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network, including Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferrara. My good friend Mike uh, comes on twice a week talking pro wrestling. We have the Mojo Sports Show. And, of course, the flagship every Thursday night at 8, Totally Driven Radio with Bay. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Appreciate the feedback and the listening and we will see you in two weeks on april the 23rd 
for the next exciting adventures of Mavericks Comic Roundup. So until we meet again, happy trails. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.